0: It's Wyman and Bob
1: on Seattle Sports Station. Power through the Alaska Airlines Studio.
0: Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman
2: and Bob Stelton.
0: Welcome, everybody. It's Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710 and seattlesports.com. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Another nice day. It's kind of kind of warm. Mid-50s feels kind of warm these days. I like that. It's almost time to get on the motorcycle, Dave.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little uh, little dreary, and uh, the backyard looks like a sponge right now. So I <laughs> would like to uh, see if maybe it could uh, air out a little bit.
0: It's always about the yard, always about the landscaping at the Wyman household. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
3: <laughs> and, you know, I don't... Also, I like to clean the house before the Super Bowl, you know, get everything, yeah. you know, vacuumed and everything and <laughs> everything's gotta be in its proper place for be the game. quiet, <laughs> That kind of thing.
0: Uh coming up today we got a big show. We got Shelby Harris of your Seattle Seahawks joining us at two forty five today. Our buddy Adam Ray is uh, out there at the Super Bowl in Arizona. He's gonna join us at three o'clock, presumably to to take issue with thumb just mercilessly and unprovoked shots at him after sending him donuts and everything and he just wanted to you know just for whatever reason so he he heard
1: that right because he was listening to the show
0: yeah i told him to go listen to it i said yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah that's a good teammate right there oh yeah yeah i told you you got to go listen to that i actually i just sent him a text i go did you hear what thumb had to say about you today and he said no and i said you should check it out and he's like well i'm on set but what do you say and i said hey. I explained the
1: paper, the house thing, how we got into that conversation. And so he then went back and listened. I don't know if he did or not. Oh, well, I was just trying to help our downloads and our (laughs) streaming numbers and all of that. Well, the the, the
0: hard part was I couldn't remember where in the show you took that vicious, unwarranted (laughs) shot at him. uh, So I couldn't direct him. I, I couldn't remember where. So, yeah.
3: My favorite part is the look on Mike's
0: face. So satisfying. When he
3: takes the shot, at him. He was so happy.
0: He was just <laughs> smiling ear to ear, like, yeah, I got him. I got him. <laughs> it's like he just had a, a baby boy was, or something. Yeah. He was very proud. Very proud. <laughs> so, Adam will join us at 3 o'clock. I think he's got a new special out. He's got some shows he's doing. So, we'll talk to him. He's out there in the thick of it. Lofa Tatupu will join us for our, what do we call this? Seahawks, Seahawks Alumni Series. Series? Yep. Nope. Yeah, and so I was, you know, I wanted somebody that was there at
3: Super Bowl forty. So I, I texted Lofa and he says, Sure, I'll relive some trauma that I'm
0: still not over. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's open up a wound with Lofa. Let's uh let's pick that scab, huh? Uh, yeah. so that'll be at four o'clock he's always fun to talk to and then uh Don Munson who is the play-by-play voice of the Clemson Tigers will join us at five o'clock today we've been doing this uh throughout the week as we lead up to the draft different mock drafts have different players attached to the Seahawks and the latest one that uh, Lefco showed me today from the NFL Network had number five and number 20 uh for the Seahawks both featuring Clemson players yeah so we'll we'll talk to him about some of those names and the I mean this is fun to me just looking at all these different players and every mock draft is different and how it, it's amazing how different some of them are like some have four quarterbacks going in the top five some have none going in the top five right. some have Jalen Carter number one overall some have them at number seven I mean its just how it, it's amazing the disparity and just how different they all are and I, I like the guys that'll they'll do trades. You know, So so-and-so traded with this team, and now mm-hmm. they have the number one, like the one we looked at yesterday, I think it was CBS, where the Colts had the number one overall pick, and they went with Will Levis. In that mock draft,
3: yeah. So you know that that's the the interesting. And the other thing that I guess is somewhat annoying to me is when I mentioned it yesterday, but when a guy like Will Levis or whatever all of a sudden hasn't played a snap and somehow everybody you know starts. But you know, I think they they go based on hearing things like, "Oh, this guy said maybe they might do this," which I wouldn't believe anybody, any executive that said anything because you don't want to give anything away. But uh, it's but, all misdirection. Know, the the good thing about talking to these guys, Don Monson and. The guy from, was it the guy from Georgia that people were giving hard time? Like he, oh, you know, he, he said all these positive things and, you know, we poo-pooed it or something oh, like that. That. Was,
0: that was just one texter. Yeah.
3: So, but, <laughs> but these guys, I mean, I think what you get is you get sort of a glimpse at the guy, if we do get him, you know, like mm-hmm. Brian Brassee. We'll and hear, we'll hear about Goodness. him later.
0: I really want that guy now. Yeah, <laughs> we got a rave review. I mean, yeah. it, 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 he's very, very high on these players coming out of Clemson. Which yeah. you know he's he's watching them every single game, calling every moment of the game. So yeah, yeah you and you get a little
3: bit of insight on these p- players, and if they uh, happen to you know end up here, it, it it's cool. So yeah, it's a it's good. Uh, and also, you know, there is like I mean, if you go to five teams, I mean, you look at Ohio State, uh, you know. Alabama, LSU, and yeah, and you can you can probably round out almost an entire first round with uh, the with the players are, that are coming from those schools.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll talk to Don Munson at five o'clock. So a lot coming your way. And then we've got mean text coming up at five forty five as we do every Friday, so you guys can start thinking now, get creative, send in your mean text, eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Also this hour of Wyman and Bob is brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. So we saw the NFL honors last night. Uh cool show i think i thought they a they did a great job with it i thought it was very entertaining and i thought kelly clarkson was really good i thought she was funny she had a, she had a lot of quick little lines that you could tell weren't scripted and mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what to expect with that, but I thought I thought she did a nice job. She was great, man. You know, I'm sure
3: they they uh, interviewed a lot of different candidates, but yeah, there was one point where she screwed something up and goes, "Oh, have another," you know, like <laughs> she just was throwing things out. Like she was very comfortable up there, and yeah, I thought she did a she did a really good job. She had a big Cowboys gown on. Yeah, with all the names of the players <laughs> on there. <laughs> yeah, but I I like that. I, I even watched the red carpet. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, didn't watch that. I just. I just was going to check out the the buffoonery. Did they and, say, "Who are you wearing?" Yeah, that kind of thing. And just <laughs> yeah, some of the things I saw Zach Ertz accidentally dropped his Super Bowl ring going to shake Nate Jeez. Burleson's hand. Uh what else happened? You know, they talked about uh the Kelsey brothers' mother. Mm-hmm. They talked to her a little bit and yeah, so uh, it was uh, it, it was cool. I just once again, I think the NFL does pretty much everything right except for the voting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the voting is, system.
0: This was weird. So, uh, the good news: Geno Smith wins Comeback Player of the Year, which again I think is a, a the title of that or the the label of that particular category for me didn't apply. But okay, that's that's awesome that he won it. I was wondering where he was. He wasn't there. I, th- I thought he was out there for some reason. I don't know why. I just assumed he'd be out there. I'm not sure what he – never know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. But, yeah, he wasn't out there. So I think uh, Joel McHale accepted the award on his behalf with the Seahawks super fan that won the, the overall fan – what is it? The, the best fan? Fan of the year. Whatever. Fan of the year, yeah. So you had a Seattle Seahawks fan win that. Yeah, he's been a fan since 2009. <laughs> Dave's got issue with the timing of that. No, I, it was. yeah. I think was, maybe it was just a season ticket holder, since so. I yeah, think that might be it. I, I think so.
3: And look, I'm sure he's a great fan. There's no. It was just the way the whole thing ended. It ended with that, and then Gino not being there. Gino wins the thing after you know Ken Walker uh, somehow you know gets uh, gets beat out. But yeah, it was just kind of anticlimactic that part of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was probably to be expected. You know, the the bias, the New York Jets apparently are like the greatest team in the NFL
0: right now, or at least they're going to be in the next couple of years. Well, they've, they've got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year on their roster by God. I, how, I, the, not, we've gone over this a million times, so if you're thinking we're, we're hating on these guys, you, you're wrong. Uh, both great players. Both great players. Sauce Gardner is a great player. It, it, but if we're just looking at production for the year as a rookie – I, I don't know how he – now, your guy was Tariq Woolen for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I went with Aiden Hutchinson, and we were both wrong because it was Sauce Gardner. And we, but we both knew he was going to get it with all the hype that was coming his way and, and everything. And, again, he deserves the attention. But, man, I just think if we're just looking at, you know, what did these guys do? This, this guy had six interceptions. This guy had nine and a half sacks and three interceptions. And both of those guys had more interceptions than the guy that won the award. Right. But he had more pass breakups or passes defended, which apparently carries much more weight than an interception or a sack or fumble recoveries because he was outdone by Hutchinson and Tariq Wolland in and all those categories. Yet Sauce Gardner won. With, not surprised, but still irritating. Well, I do think
3: that uh, that <laughs> what you said yesterday about his nickname, maybe, it's catchy. Look, I know he's a good football player. There's no question. I mean, if you went back and looked at his technique and, and everything, and I'm sure you, we'd have a little bit higher opinion of him had we watched every Jets game, but I still, the production and the takeaways, and I've always, you know, pounded the table on taking the ball away is, it, it's a... You get an extra possession. Yeah. You take one from the other team and you give it to your team. There's nothing more value, valuable than that other than scoring. And, yeah, he he caused a couple of touchdowns. One was a pick six and the other was a blocked field goal for a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I, that part is very frustrating. Uh, but yeah, I saw Sauce Gardner, first of all, really nice kid, great, like I said, great technician Really a smooth player, and there was probably a lot of times they didn't throw, you know, other teams didn't throw at him. But that was the case with Tariq Woolen. I remember at one point Pete was saying, Yeah, they have not been targeting Tariq. And that was fairly early in the in the season, maybe midway. But so there's always that also to consider. But he opens up his jacket last night and he's got sauce on the inside, it says, and then he's got his big sauce, you know, uh necklace. necklace. So How I What do you think know,
0: that thing cost?
3: I don't know, man. I assume it's it's real. I assume it's not costume jewelry. (laughs) He had it before. I mean, he had it when he was at the Combine. So I don't remember being able to afford that kind of a thing. I remember when I got drafted, I was going to get drafted, and this was probably illegal at the time. I was still on scholarship at Stanford. But I think that the uh, statute of limitations has run out now. So uh, (laughs) so considering it was like 100 years ago, but uh, my agent gave me $2,000. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Guys, let's go. You've never let's go had out. that much money in your life. I took hand. all my buddies out. Yeah. And then I went and bought a VCR for $200. <laughs> and it was the size of a suitcase. It was $200. It was. It was. That was like my big expenditure. So I don't, I, his obviously was that necklace. That, that was a big part of it. But um, no, I don't, I'm looking, I don't want it to come off as I don't like this kid. He's a, he's a, seems like a great kid I, I was impressed by the interview he's a really good player but it, yeah that it was just it just after that happened you know and then the Ken Walker thing happens and then you just kind of realize okay you know we didn't have Pete Carroll in there as coach of the year which could make the argument for but then uh, you know like Mama Blue or Big Low or somebody <laughs> like that but uh but yeah I'm sure again not Given him a hard time or anything. It's just that it went from that to comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, he's not there. So, yeah, it was, uh, that, that part was uh, anticlimactic. But I have to say, and you and I were talking about this, Kelly Clarkson, like you said, was, was really good. The part between where she interacted with Peyton Manning over Zoom, yeah. I watched that twice, and I laughed <laughs> harder the second time. And she does a great job, but mostly it's Peyton Manning. The Manning brothers are taking over the NFL.
0: Taking it by storm, man. And, and uh, I have got no issue with it. I think <laughs> yeah, they're hilarious. Did you see the new hilarious. commercial? There's, I don't know Is what it was for, for. Caesars, maybe? No, it was, uh, they were out at like, it looked like they were conducting a camp for kids, and, and Eli's sitting on the bench. He's got like a, you know, one of those floppy hats on, and like the the what do they call that damn thing the, the shoulder giving, pack or yeah, whatever the, whatever the hell that's the thing, thing that is.
3: uh our guy divish likes to wear
0: yeah right? yeah yeah he was wearing one of those and he was dressed you know white sock tube socks pulled up to the knees <laughs> and and then he's saying something about yeah peyton doesn't he's not he's not hip like the cool kid and it shows peyton out there with the kids trying to dance do the gritty and do all these dances and <laughs> you stuff. mean the sticky the sticky he's trying to do the sticky and the gritty <laughs> uh but it, it was a funny commercial he's out, the kids are walking by him like ugh, dude what are you doing and peyton's out there doing his dance and it just it yep. was a good commercial. I can't remember what it was for, but it was it was funny. It was but entertaining. The NFL just does a really they do a
3: great job. And then before we move on, I gotta say I get I got teared up when they showed in memoriam of the people that died. Yeah. There's the professor. Yeah. Our guy John Clayton. And man, I ran it back and my wife comes and what's what's wrong with you? I'm like, man, look at look at this. Yeah. You know, just still still can't believe it but um anyway yeah it was but it, but it was cool it was cool to see that you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of Media people that they portray, and then some of the guys like, you know, Franco Harris that passed away. Yeah. That part's always really sad, and especially so with um, the picture of the professor. It was a cool shot of him. He's down on the field, just in his element, man. Yeah. He's got the headsets on. He's probably talking about cover two, cover three, and, you know, this guy. (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers just came over and said something to me. I mean, it was just him in his element. And uh, it was just, it was very, uh, it was a tearjerker.
0: Yeah, yeah. They did a nice job with Demar Hamlin up there honoring the medical staff. He from was both.
3: incredible. He
0: was great. And then I thought it was cool that they brought the, the medical staffs of the Bengals yeah. and the Bills out there and the University of Cincinnati, I think, is with the hospital. He was at yeah. – That was just – that's cool. You they did the right thing. You you did you nailed it. Well, and this poor guy. I mean, he he was just thrust into this. You know, you don't know whether
3: maybe he's a guy that's not very you know verbal. And he did just an amazing job of keeping his composure and everything that he said. I just loved. So yeah, yeah I was very impressed by that young man.
0: That that was great. I, Dak Prescott, man. I love that Another dude. One. I know I know if you're a Cowboys fan you probably have your issues and they have I get all of that but just the human being Dak Prescott how do you not love that guy? I mean he he wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year award and the highlight package they put together and you know it's highlights of him being a good person not on the field and yeah. you you remember his story, you know his mom died of cancer, they showed pictures of him and she'd you know her head is shaved and And she passes away, and then a brother that commits suicide. Oh, my goodness, man. So he just, what he's gone through and everything he's done, you know, in terms of philanthropy and just being out in the public and, he, that's a quality individual, man. I don't know him. I don't know everything about him, what he does. But you know, but for all intents and purposes, he seems like just a quality, quality human being. Totally is. And how about this?
3: You know, being able to handle being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. The Cowboy fans are are ridiculous. I mean, they 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 expect. I mean, I know Philadelphia is a tough place to play, and I think she yeah. said that at one point, like something about the Philly fans and that they're crazy and I want to know exactly where they are yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, taking shots at
0: the Cowboys throughout it, though. Yeah. It, which was funny.
3: Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dak Prescott, well-deserved there. That was that was really cool. And, you know, I said before, Calais Campbell yesterday, we were talking about her two days ago, that how what a great speech he had, and I feel the same way about, about him as I do Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah, it was a cool event. It, the whole event, I thought, was done very well well um you know you, we, we can debate the awards you know Ken Walker misses out on the offensive rookie of the year award even though he got more first place votes uh but apparently yeah. so as as Lefko has put here it's it's the first year of the new 531 voting system meaning you get 5 points for a first place vote 3 points for a second place and 1 point for a third place vote um so he got more first place votes he had 19 Garrett Wilson had 18 Problem is that Brock Purdy took some of those second-place votes that made the difference because Garrett Wilson got 19 second-place votes and Ken Walker got eight. Yeah, So that's where it hurt. Brock Purdy, who I've been championing and defending to Paul Moyer and everybody else, shouldn't be in this category. He didn't even play half a season. No, I mean, had he played a whole season? I'm on board. I might think he deserves it. But come on, man. He didn't even play half a football season, yet he's up for those honors. I didn't, I didn't, there's got to be some sort of standard you have to
3: well, meet. Well, I'll say this. The NFL, I think, once again, got this one right. Yeah, if you look at it from that standpoint of number of games, but he was the story. He was he, a huge was, story. And no so doubt about that. The way they put that together so that he was part of it. And then, you know, and I look, the, the baby face. I mean, they were all. Didn't Kelly Clarkson make a comment like, Dude, yeah, oh, I see like, you brought
0: your son or something? Yeah, like yeah, something like he couldn't buy. What was he? Yeah, Couldn't rent a car. Couldn't, that's, still can't rent a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, that's 25. Yeah. So, but he looks like he's not older than 20. So, yeah, I think they did the right thing by putting him in there because that was such a great story. Now, does it, is it necessarily fair if he didn't play that many games? He did,
0: you know, he was part of that 10 game win streak. So, Probably got that right, but yeah. um, he deserves I, the acknowledgement. I just don't know that he should have been up for the award, having played the, as few games as he did. But how does I, I, Garrett Wilson had a tremendous year? No question about it. He had he had eleven hundred receiving yards, eighty three catches on a hundred and forty. He was targeted a hundred and forty seven times, mm-hmm. eighty three catches, eleven hundred yards, four touchdowns.
3: It's a great year. Well, not only that, I think they might have figured in this that it had like four different quarterback changes yeah, that's, during the season. That's so fair. you know, I mean, that that's a
0: that's a pretty solid solid guy right there. But um, but, but yeah, he's, what, easier easier to amass yards as a receiver because. You're not starting from behind the line. You're not catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage and then having to run through people the way a running back is. You know, so you just—I like your logic, Bob. It's just, I don't think they're listening. Ken Walker had nine touchdown. He had five more. Five more, more than double the amount of production in terms of finding the end zone. He went over 1,000 yards, and he did it in fewer opportunities, fewer games, 23 combined carries through the first four games. I'll continue to hammer well, that. Well, people would have said, oh, he should have stayed healthy, and it's the same <laughs> rationale you're using for, for Brock
3: Purdy. I mean, I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. I, I would have liked to... That one, I guess I can understand. The Tariq Woolen one, I really can't, because... He had three times as many interceptions, not to mention the pick six. I probably said that 50 times, but yeah, that, you know, at least we're, we're sort of in the hunt and, Hopefully next year they'll be a bigger part of that uh, of that entire celebration, which is which is really cool. I really look forward to that, and I I, get, I sat there and wrote down notes. We'll talk about Barry Sanders later, but I love Barry Sanders He's so an much. Favorite oh, player, oh my god! He, I mean, having played against that guy is just it's such an honor. But just just looking at him and the way he handled things and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty decent uh, night and. We cool kind of knew
0: we kind of knew we were going to get screwed, yeah it was it was a go- it was a good show. they did it well. I thought everything was you know some of the voting we can get into, but uh we're, we're going to get into some of the prop bets that surround the Super Bowl. We'll get into that later in the show. There's some goofy stuff, yes, there, there are some goofy things that they get creative by God, so we'll get into that right now, Let's take two.
1: Well, as part of those uh, NFL honors last night, the 2023 Hall of Fame class was announced and includes five players, Darrell Rivas, Rondé Barber, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, and Demarcus Ware.
0: Yeah, watching those guys, it's, it's interesting. First of all, I said, Zach Thomas has got the biggest block head I've ever seen. He's, he's got such a square shape to his face and head, and you forgot how just he's built like a fire hydrant. I didn't know Rondé Barber would be considered just... that. I always knew he was good. I never really paid attention to his stats or anything. I never thought of him as a Hall of Famer. That one surprised me a bit. And the other thing that stuck out is just seeing, especially some of the older guys, when they're walking, you can tell they've been through it. And even Zach uh, Zach Thomas walked a little... A little weird. Deion yeah. Sanders was out there limping around. I mean, he just well, and
3: Zach Thomas is only forty nine.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you see the the wear and tear. That's the guy I
3: I really I really like. He was a fifth rounder. Yeah. By the way, by the Miami Dolphins and finished. Uh, I'm talking about him because I'm a linebacker lover. 20 and a half sacks, seventeen interceptions over his career, almost two thousand, close to two thousand tackles. So yeah, that was uh, that was cool to see. Um, I have a, a guy that asks me he's a voter and every year he asks me to you know whoever my top five are and I always put the linebackers in there of course you do (laughs)
1: A big uh, notable college sports happening here. The Big 12 reached a $100 million exit agreement with Texas and Oklahoma that's going to allow both schools to leave early. They'll join the SEC after next athletic season, so this 2023 2024 year will be their last in the Big 12.
0: What are all these conferences going to look like five years from now? What are, what's the Pac 12 going to be?
3: Yeah, what was the, there was a, a note about uh, who are the two, was it San Diego State and SMU? I think was going to join the Pac-12. Would, well, would that be? Their commissioner is exploring that. I think he was yeah, talking to them. Right. I, I just among it, another other does, schools doesn't. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, it's going to be weird, and you're going to have to get used to it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just like when I mean, shoot, it was a Pac-8 before I came in, and I think they added Arizona, Arizona State, and then um, you know now it's 12 with Utah and Colorado. Didn't seem weird for a while, or it did
0: seem weird for a while, and then all of a sudden you get used to it yeah but there's going to be so many it feels like potential shifts in these conferences and teams moving from one to the other it's it's going to be goofy i know it's all about the dollar the almighty dollar that they're going to be making out there so i get the motivation but just strange all right take two is brought to you by swedish Cyberknife. treat prostate cancer with swedish cyber knife swedish.org slash cyber prostate coming up this might be the most heated edition of What's Bugging Bob that we've had in a long time. We'll tell you why. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports Station on 710.
3: What's bugging Bob? It could be traffic. Hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. It might be Angels fans. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And it's definitely Stephen A. Smith. I got a lot of problems with you people. It's time to find out what's bugging Bob. Oh, this was made very easy, Dave. Very easy. Now, we were just singing all of the praises of the NFL Honors show that took place last night. Hopefully, most of our listeners saw it so they'd know what we're talking about with all these references we're making. Uh, and for those of you that did see it, there's no way you missed Kyle Brandt. Kyle Brandt, who's part of uh, NFL Network's morning show. What, yep. what, good, good Morning thing? Football. Good Morning Football. Used to be with uh, Kay Adams, used to be on there. I used to have Nate Burleson. They yeah. have
3: him on every once in a while, but he's not in the studio now, I don't think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Kyle Brandt, I was I actually went and read up. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? And I guess he played high school football and then played at a small college and then he was on like the real world or something like that. He- I guess he's an actor mm. too or whatever, but Oh, he was acting. Oh my goodness. It was like you all of a sudden you were at a WWE or WWF, whatever it is, event last night because this is Well and the Kelsey brothers can
3: pull that off. Yeah. Not so much this guy.
0: I don't know what this was, but he was giving out the award for what they call the Angry Run of the Year Award.
3: We just saw something beautiful on the stage and it's time to do something fun. Every week, every year, I crown the NFL's angriest runner and baddest mother. And I send them this. This is a scepter. This is an angry scepter. All the cool kids got
2: one. Josh Allen's got one. Derrick Henry has a closet full. Quinn and Williams, A.J. Brown, you name it. And someone in the house is getting one right now tonight.
0: The winner of the Angry Run of the Year and the Golden Scepter is my man, Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. The
3: Texans gonna win. Wield it, wield it, Damian. Take your feet. This is my man. Wield it. We surprised you allowed Lefko <sighs> to have such a long clip to relive it. I wanted to take no, it that was
1: about three minutes. I, I cut oh it down yeah, to about it was 30. long. You're, you're just trying to irritate Bob, right? Now I put the best of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wanted for much longer, and then everyone would have stopped listening. He went from oh, the stage man. into
0: the crowd, and he's you know yeah. talking to different guys all in that all on ten, all screaming and the scepter. And I wanted to take the scepter and beat him over the head with it, <laughs> or put it where the sun don't shine.
3: Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, that, was that was pretty bad. I mean, and look, most of it was good, right? Like, yeah. But let me ask you this one. What about George Kittle singing? Was that too... I know for my wife, like, my wife can't watch The Office. It was uncomfortable. Because it's too uncomfortable yeah, for her it was to watch.
0: Little, it was a little uncomfortable. I, I give him credit for getting up there and doing it when you know you've you've got no sense of pitch at all. No. Clearly. <laughs> so he was just owning it. I, that I could almost chuckle at. The, the Kyle Brandt, dude, I already had a... You know, sort of an opinion of him before. I'm not a huge fan. I think he's he's what we talk about all the time. Guys get up in front of the screen. They're hopping around and yelling. They're so wacky and zany. Yeah. Oh my goodness, look at them. They're so fun. No, no, it's just really cringy. And that well, that and I was I the icing last night.
3: You took an issue took issue with him earlier in the season when he was the one that said that uh, Russell is one of the more uh, inauthentic oh, right, people right. that we have.
0: Something about on the on the red carpet. Yeah, he said it when it was safe. Never heard him say it before that. I don't know why it was safe. Because everybody else was saying it. Who was saying it? Everybody's ripping on him. You had, you had Matt Hasselbeck said he looks like he's throwing oh. the games. You had everybody coming out and jumping, oh yeah, well, piling and
3: and he was, he was playing p- terrible. I mean, yeah. I, I felt like you know Troy Aikman. Everybody was yeah. talking about like how Mike terrible was
0: out there taking shots and the, yeah, yeah, everybody was. So
3: well, anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't care for him too much. You know, the other guy that's on that show, and I mentioned this to you earlier, Peter Schrager. Mm -hmm. that that's the other guy that's kind of kind of dopey um sean payton loves him i saw him on this morning and they're like best buddies i mean he was just going on and on and on about him so yeah i don't I, i the part that bothered me the most wait sorry are you done I got one other one, but go ahead. Okay. And get
0: <laughs> I don't want to get in the way of bugging Bob here.
3: It's always a gem. So, yeah. no, but uh, it, to me, it was a lot of the, like, I texted you guys one picture. I'm like,
0: is this Flavor Flav? Or yeah. is and where's his clock uh, around his neck? He did have a big jacket on though, so I'm thinking maybe it, had it could to be have been to in be, there because <laughs> they had giant lapels on that jacket.
3: Yeah, well, and then everybody was saying how Nate Burleson's coat was so cool. It was like a pink tuxedo shirt that or a jacket that had like silk on mm-hmm. the
0: outside. And I'm like, I remember seeing him. What's I just, so great about that? Yeah, I can't remember.
3: Yeah, so all of that. Contrasted with Barry Sanders, man, I love Barry Sanders, just what he stands for. Like there was one point where he he goes, I'm sorry, could you repeat that question? It was either because he didn't understand it or maybe like me, he couldn't hear it. Mm -hmm. But He had on his Hall of Fame golden jacket that looked like he'd been wearing it to the mall every single time that he went. And then his shirt's kind of untucked. And then his tie, like the back part of the tie. And this is something that drives me nuts, that when the back part shows, hangs down in front of the front part, that's not good. You can get that done. And the fact that he just doesn't care. You know, and here he is, one of the best players of all time, just one of the most challenging players I ever played against, and uh, he just doesn't seem to buy into any of that hype and crap. Maybe it's because he's a grumpy old man like me, but I appreciated that, but the part that bothered me was everybody trying to impress everyone with, you know, whether it's their
0: glasses. Well, that was the other thing I was going to hit.
3: Yeah, go ahead, because there was a couple that I was like, what in the world? What are we going to have next? Is it going to be like a welding mask?
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of them got the, they look like ski goggles, sunglasses on. Why would you ever wear sunglasses indoors unless you've got some condition, some eye condition, some sensitivity to light? Okay. Yeah. And we've known, we used to have somebody that worked in the building that had that. So I get it. But I'm guessing these guys don't. I'm guessing it's all a fashion statement. And that is just, that's another thing In, in any setting. If it's nighttime and you're indoors and you're wearing sunglasses, nobody's going, look how cool that guy looks. Look how, that's awesome. See that guy? Cool. I don't know how you can do that.
3: So I got my eyes fixed. I don't even know if I've told you this story, but when I was a kid, I used to wear a patch on my eye because I had my left eye. If I looked to the right, would go straight up into my head. And I remember sitting next to Rufus Porter one time, and when I I turned to look at him, and he like jumped, like, "Whoa! What what just happened to your eye?" So, so it drove me nuts. Nice and subtle. I used to have a tilt, you know, to my head, and so there was guys that would make fun of me for that but at the end of my career I was just sick of it I was tired like every when I laid on my side so what they do is they go and reattach the muscles on on your eye which is creepy right they cut yeah. the muscles and then reattach it so I had these just bloodshot eyes and we had people over and I had to, I think it was Dave Craig and his family, and he had those little kids. I'm like, I don't want to scare these little kids because <laughs> it, was, it was crazy looking, but I just felt so stupid having sunglasses, sunglasses. on inside. Yeah. So I ended up taking them off, and one of the little boys, Matthew, was like,
0: what in, What happened to your eyes? Oh, my God. Yeah, kids with no filter. That's great.
3: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That, the sunglasses on the inside, I, it's more
0: and more, it, it, it's, it's more and more of a thing. It's only to be cool. Oh yeah, it's only to stable. be cool. It, it's it's always been dumb. I'm sorry, it but has been. Did you see the one
3: player? I don't remember who it was. Who had? It's like they're getting bigger, right? So it was a it had like a blue frame uh, all the way around it, and it was like the size of ski goggles, but it was fashioned as sunglasses. Mm. Is this uh, old men ranting about the young kids these days, Lofko? You want to get in on it? I know that you've been called an
1: old man. Do you do you wear sunglasses indoors? Indoors now. Mm-mm. Yeah. This is not an old man thing. I think this yeah, is valid. Yeah, I think it's always okay. been just... You, but yeah, this segment is cringy. definitely an old man thing in general. So it's okay. that's where we can complain. In this safe space for a segment, it's what's bugging you guys. <laughs> mm. Yeah, some people are upset with our, our opinions,
0: too. Is that right? Yeah, the 253 says, man, your guys' opinions today absolutely suck. I cannot believe you don't watch enough of NFL Network's shows to appreciate Kyle Brandt's angry run shows. For the first time ever, you guys have been a gigantic letdown today. Get your sports bleep together. You know what that guy's problem is, Bob? Hmm. He he
3: probably smokes weed.
0: Maybe he'll like Shelby Harris go. better. Here come the texts.
3: <laughs> I'm just trying to get people fired uh, up for mean Text at 545, all right? Yeah. So, no, I have seen that segment, and it's actually good, but he doesn't do all not all the histrionics there. He's, Is he's, he screaming? No. Yeah. So it, it's actually a good segment, but that was over the top.
0: Yeah, It was. I'm sorry. If you thought that was awesome, I, I don't know what to say. I, and somebody
3: I, said, I do seem to remember that your friend Bosworth was would wear them inside. Yeah, I thought the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure I gave cringe. him crap
3: about it, but he didn't care.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, didn't bl- care what I thought. Yeah, I don't think anybody there cared either. All right, this hour of Wyman and Bob is brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. We'll catch up with Seahawks defensive lineman Shelby Harris, see how his offseason is going. That's coming up next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob,
1: powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, on
0: Seattle Sports Station. Well, it was good to see the Seahawks being acknowledged last night on the NFL Honors, and a man who I'm certain was watching every moment of last night's show. Maybe he wasn't. We'll ask him. He's with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline, a member of the Seahawks defense. Shelby Harris is with us. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing, we're we're doing good. Did you uh did you take in the NFL honors at all last night or were you busy?
2: Not a single second of it. <laughs> Not a single <laughs> second. <laughs> Shelby, no, it was... I went to it. Uh, I went to it. Uh, I went. I usually go. Um, I went the last couple of years, but um, you know, I wish I was. I, I was trying to watch it because obviously we have guys pretty much up for every award. Um, but uh, no, I didn't. I actually didn't get to watch it single second of
0: it.
3: Well, it was a good thing, good one to miss, Shelby, because the Seahawks got screwed uh, as far as like rookie of the year, defensively and offensively, and everything. So, but but when you did go, Shelby, did you uh, did you dress up uh, and get all dolled up for the uh, red carpet?
2: <laughs> so it's actually funny. So yeah, I remember I had a suit and everything, and because uh, I remember this is the one in Atlanta. I was, I was going, and then I go to sit down, and my pocket gets stuck on the seat and rips my pants. like... Jeez! Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, oh yeah, that would be man, that's a memorable one. So, you know, I was just like, all right, I'm I'm done
3: with the honors now. <laughs> okay. Wow, <laughs> I've done that before, by the way. Whether it's like a door handle or whatever, you you rip your pants. So that that was a bad memory for you, man.
2: Yeah, man. Because I had to walk around for an hours and complete whole, whole rip inside my jeans. You know? It was like, man.
3: you should have told him, hey, just, this is just the new style. You know, that's what that's
2: what everybody's doing. Hey, I'm being innovative.
0: I'm a pioneer. There you yeah, go. Yeah. You go. Plus, it looked like everybody had to stop at the jewelry store before they came to the thing last night. My goodness, oh. lot. Well, uh, hey, it was a lot of shining out there. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Well, Shelby, so now now that the season's over and you've had a chance to reflect, I mean, it was a decidedly better season than anybody thought going in. Uh, I guess anybody outside of the building thought going into the season. We all thought it was going to be a, you know, kind of a step back, going to rebuild this thing, and a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience there, and it finds your way into the playoffs. Are you able to look at it as, as a successful season, or how do you view it?
2: Man, yeah, honestly, uh, I would say that uh, when it comes to our season, I think it was, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, we left some games out there and uh, we could have positioned ourselves better for, you know, a real strong playoff push and uh, actually be able to host the host game or two. But, you know, for me, to be able to make it to the playoffs after, you know, my, I just finished my ninth in the league and to go to the playoffs for the first time. Uh, you know, I got to see the season as script. Uh Nobody expected us to really do anything. Nobody... You know, literally somebody had to get a Seahawks uh, emblem in their head and they didn't expect it to do anything. You know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, you know, it was special because, you know, we had a group of guys where everyone told us that we were going to suck and we pretty much didn't listen and we went and did our own thing.
3: Yeah, that, that's got kind of to bond you guys, right? I mean, everybody kind of poo-pooing the, the Seahawks all year and kind of puts a little chip on your shoulder. Is that, is that something that uh, that was real, that motivated you?
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it's just, you know, everyone assumed, you know, you played the Seahawks that week, it was going to be an And, uh, you know, we really had to go out there and, uh, you know, change that narrative. People just, uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, especially in the media, it, it, I feel like people have gotten lazy and they kind of just take each other's takes. And and nobody actually does research anymore. Or actually looks in the team. Everyone just wants, you know, everyone looks for the big name. But You know, that the Seahawks, they definitely shocked, we shocked the world a couple of times. And, you know, and that's the thing is just imagine this weight, you know, you see what we could do with that. And now, now imagine another year, you know, more pieces added and, and imagine what, you know, what we really can do.
0: Hey, Shelby, as a guy that's been in this league, as you said, for quite a while now, how impressed were you with the rookies on this team? They didn't just, you know, Pete, Pete often when he's going to be critical, he's not critical, but he'll say, yeah, he got through it. That's his way of being critical. He, you never heard that about the rookie. You didn't, certainly didn't hear it about Tariq or the two rookie tackles on the offensive line, and it just it Ken Walker. I mean, the, the contributions from the young guys across the board I thought was massive, and really you'd, you'd rarely see it the way you did with this team. What, what was your take on what the young guys did?
2: Well, you know, the young guys and how much we are going to rely on them, that's exactly why nobody thought we were going to win games. You know? And, uh, you know, they went out there and shocked the world. Um, none of them, they weren't playing like rookies. You know, you have two starting rookie tackles in the NFL. You know, that usually um, does not mean it's going to be success. Um, then you know, Dave and Charles went out there and held it down. You know, you had like a rookie corner. We went out there, and he should have been defensive rookie of the year. K nine went out there. You know, after missing a couple of games, Kenny being the main back at first, he goes out there and gets his chance rushes for a thousand yards. He should have been offensive rookie of the year. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's very rarely when you do have a bunch of young guys like that that you actually can rely on them how we relied on ours. And, and that just shows you, you know, you know things
3: on the up there. Well, Shelby, how, what was the feeling at the end of the year? Like, uh, you know, were you thinking, hey, man, these young guys come along. We got get a few guys signed back. Um, you know, next, next year we're going a little bit further into the playoffs. Was there a real positive feeling once you got over the loss to San Francisco?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's obviously, you know, league changes from the year to um, year. One team can be good one year, one team can not be good the next. You know, it's all about, you know, pretty much working and sort of solidifying yourself every year. But, man, uh, you know, if you're a Seahawks thing, you can't help but be excited for the future. Uh, you know, just uh, with, with the contribution of the other young guys and what they really did and how big of a role they played. And now, like you say, you, you go draft a couple guys or, of a couple of guys, like, fit fit people where they need to be, and then you're talking.
0: You know? It's a scary field roster. Hey, Shelby, before we let you go, I'm curious, are you going to be watching the Super Bowl or are you somebody that just wants to get away from football? And if you do watch it, do you have a rooting interest? Who do you want to see win?
2: Uh, you know, I'll I watch it. I, I I don't care necessarily who wins. I'll tell you who I think will win. I think the Eagles will win by 14. Whoa. Um, Low I think... Uh, yeah, I just uh you know, they're a more complete team. They uh they're more they they just uh you know, their defense is, is, is very complete. Uh you know, they have dogs everywhere. And that's the thing they have dogs everywhere. So it's just uh I, I just uh it's really tough for the uh, for the Chiefs to overcome it, but if any team could and if any player could, they'd be Mahomes.
0: Yeah. Hey, Shelby, uh, c- congrats on the year. I mean, it was, again, a surprising year for a lot of us and v- very cool to see this team take that step with so much youth and experience and can't wait to see what it looks like next year. Uh, wish you the best in the off season. Hopefully you have a, a great time, any vacations you take, and uh, looking forward to seeing you back uh, next season. Thanks so much for the time.
2: Okay. hey, Thank you. I appreciate you having
0: me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, hey, Shelby. There you-, there you go. There we go. Shelby Harris of your Seattle Seahawks and uh, just hanging out in the off season. Wanted of the connections a little rough, so didn't want to. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's technology these days. But
3: you know, it's interesting, you know, once you get like a year under your belt, like I remember when I went to Denver, I felt like I'd been there for, for ten years. Yeah. You know, so, so. this will
0: feel like home for him.
3: Hopefully, yeah, going into this season and then, you know, it was uh,
0: I think for him and Noah fan, it was a pretty big shock. Yeah, yeah. And and but I, I, I've gotta think his prediction makes you feel good because if the Eagles win, you win the office pool.
3: Yeah. And and, the, and more importantly uh it will not it will disallow others to brag about their at a high volume picking yeah <laughs> picking teams uh so yeah that that should happen i'll yeah. love that
0: yeah even though i pick the chiefs to win i won't be upset if the eagles win What do you won. say philly by 14 14 wow goodness Wow, so mark it down. We'll see how close he gets there. Uh, Meanwhile, always entertaining when we get this guy on the show. Adam Ray will join us live from the site of the Super Bowl. He's out there somewhere wreaking havoc, I'm sure of it. He'll join us next year with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710.